got a gun in my hand, but the gun won't cock. My finger's on the trigger, but that trigger seems locked. I can't stop staring at the tick-tock clock. And even if I could, I would never give up. With a vest on my chest, a bullet in my lung. I can't believe I'm dying with my song on song. And if and when I die, won't you bury me alone? Cause I'll never get to heaven if I'm singing this song. If there was something wrong, would you be all so strong? Would you do what it is to move this life along? I like to think it would, you know, I like to think it would. But I can guarantee that what you see is not reality.
How's it going, everybody? My name is Davey. This is the Give Them Hell podcast. Thank you so much for everybody that listened to my Dave Haas episode last week. Uh, it was really fun just to kind of dive into an artist that I really, really enjoy uh, and learn some things along the way that I wasn't super sure on. Um, so that was that was awesome. Thank you. Thank you for letting me do it. Thank you for listening. Uh, again, it was really enjoyable for me just listening to Dave Haas all week. It wasn't like too crazy far out of like what I normally do. Uh, but yeah, it just uh, just put me in a good space and it gave me a good jumping off point to get to the album that I'm talking about this week. Um, also, really quickly, whoever the hell is listening in Ireland, thank you. I don't know how you found this because there is more than one person uh, by the numbers. Whoever the hell is listening to this in Ireland, thank you. Thank you. That's it's really cool. Um, please. I, I give out my contact information at the end of every episode. Please feel free to reach out. Uh, I promise I'm not a horrible fucking monster. Um, so yeah, just just get in touch. I, I, I love I love talking to people and I love talking to people about this. Uh, so the episode actually sounds the exact same as it did, did last week and the weeks before uh, once I got my microphone because my uh, soundproofing showed up and I didn't know that it needed to puff up and I threw it in my bathtub and it is really wet and I have to wait for it to dry uh, before I can do any of the hanging and all that stuff. I haven't been home too terribly much this week, so I wasn't able to take on as many projects as I wanted to, but the soundproofing did show up and I am excited to get that whole thing off off the ground and start start in on my, uh, on my studio walk-in closet. Uh, so with that said, Let's get into Do Yourself a Favor this week. Uh, there's some there's some really cool shit that came out. Uh, some stuff that I'm really, really excited about. Um, a local band here from Indianapolis called Harley Poe just released a new, I think it's six songs? <sighs> It's it's a long it's a longer EP, um, but I haven't heard, we haven't heard anything from them in quite a while, uh, and they are it, basically if you like the Violent Femmes, Harley Poe are totally worth listening to. Uh, they are one of the bigger local bands uh, here in Indianapolis, and if like I said, if you like the Violent Femmes, if you like folk punk, Harley Poe is awesome. They are a complete line drive for you if that's the kind of shit that you're into. Uh, Bright Eyes also released another single for his upcoming album. I am really, really looking forward to it. Uh, The last single that he released was dope. This new one is absolutely fantastic as well. Uh, A band that has been off my radar for a really, really, really long time uh, because they basically just started sounding like Daughtry or uh, just like that really, really bad alternative music that we all know what I'm talking about when I say that. A band called Bullets and Octane finally released some new music that actually sounds like them. (laughs) They had two really good albums and then just nothing, nothing. Like, you listen to it, it's like one, one Avenged Sevenfold tour just ruined them. And yeah, I just, I just stopped listening. But because I did, because I still do listen to their back material and stuff, it did hit my radar uh, that they released a new single today. And it, it, it sounds like it's back on brand. I'm not putting all my eggs in that basket though, just because it's horrifying. Like, I don't want to get re-emotionally invest, like invested in this band just to hear a new album that might fucking suck. So tread, tread lightly with that one. I highly recommend their first two albums. Uh, then go listen to this. You can skip pretty much everything else and be completely fine. Uh, something else that happened that, uh, something else that came out that, uh, 
Uh, you can take it however you want. Uh, Bowling for Soup released a cover of When the Angels Sing by Social Distortion. So that's a thing if you need time to kill. If you're not doing anything, it's not like you're doing much. But hey, it's something to check out. Uh, an another one is an oi band called Lion's Law, just releasing new music as well. Um, and it is... It is very, it's very abrasive. It's very, very in your face. If, but if you like that style of oi, the Lion's Law is definitely worth checking out if you don't know them already. Um, and then another, uh, yeah, one final, one final uh, new music to talk about, new music piece to talk about is uh, this band that I really, really like uh, from Finland called Distral, uh, D-I-S-T-R-A-L. Uh, Distro from Finland uh, just released a new single called Rinse and Repeat and they kind of live in the wheelhouse of like the unseen and like street punk um, but like the way that the guitars are played it's uh, it sounds a little bit more militant it sounds uh, definitely more like in the hardcore realm but with like metal tendencies but it's still melodic hardcore uh, at its at its core like it's 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 really good if if you if you like that stuff or if you if you like the unseen if you like the casualties like all of that shit like it's just it's awesome uh the final thing that i have written down for do yourself a favor today is punk rock bowling got rescheduled for may 2021 and i will say this now plane tickets are cheap as shit like i didn't know that plane tickets were going to be cheap as shit but i just bought uh tickets to go see my twin brother in Denver um and it was like 20 bucks like I'm going there in October and it was 20 bucks I he has like he has like an account uh with Frontier Airlines so I think that they use some points or something like that but either way even without like having login information or getting like frequent flyer deals or anything like that it still would have only been 80 bucks to go there and back for like for four, four or five days, I think is how long I'm going to be gone. Either way, if you are looking to go traveling anytime in the foreseeable future, or if you're like planning down the line, buy plane tickets now. It's really cheap. It's very, very, very cheap, very doable. Uh, so honestly, not for nothing. I'm probably just going to take this opportunity uh, to buy my punk rock bowling ticket and plane ticket all in one foul swoop and see where we land just to just to play it safe. I mean, why the fuck not? Um, so that's going to that, that kills it. Do yourself a favor today. Um, the album that we are talking about today uh, on this episode is going to be Streetlight Manifesto's Everything Goes Numb. Uh, Everything Goes Numb is the band's first studio album released in 2003 on Victory Records. I fucking love this band. This band for me is standard and practice ska, but it's not necessarily ska either. Like it is, it is art in its finest form, I guess. Like Streetlight Manifesto has never been the type of band to say like, oh yes, we are like lean into like the ska aspect of the band it's just like oh no we're just we're just like a band with horns like D toke the lead singer takes it very very seriously and i completely respect that i i understand like when you start saying ska people start making assumptions and streetlight manifesto sounds so much different from every other normal like run-of-the-mill third wave ska punk band like this this band is so good and we will get into that a little bit later we've got some 
Got some things to sift through first, uh, so let's dig into it. Uh, if you're not familiar, Streetlight Manifesto is an American ska punk band from New Brunswick, New Jersey. Uh, founded in 2002 by members of two well-known New Jersey bands uh, called Catch-22 and One Cool Guy. In 2002, uh, three, three, the three members... Yeah, sorry. In 2002, the three members uh, gathered a large number of musicians to perform on the Bandits of the Acoustic Revolution, a Call to Arms EP, uh, forming the Risk and also forming the Risk Group, uh, which is a collaboration of artists to self-produce and retain the rights to their music. That will be important later. Um, Catch-22, also, uh, for future reference, uh, when we go down the line, Catch-22 released an album called Keys Be Nights, and Streetlight Manifesto uh, re-recorded it, so that is something to listen, like, you will hear that name later on, and I just want to, like, be very, very, like, keep, like very, very upfront, like, get, when you hear that name, that is why, because Catch-22 did an album called Keys Be Nights, Streetlight Manifesto redid it, but Catch-22, Keys Be Nights, Streetlight Manifesto, you'll get there, we'll get there here in just a little bit, so... Uh, Streetlight Manifesto's uh, first recording consisted of a four-track four demo uh, that featured songs that would go on to be uh, re-recorded on Everything Goes Numb. Uh, all of the musicians that played on the first EP were members of the Bandits of the Acoustic Revolution. I, I think that I didn't know that the Risk Group uh, was a thing, so I thought that that was really, really interesting, especially given the history of Streetlight Manifesto. And what they've had to go through to, like, protect their rights uh, to their masters and, like, gain them <clears throat> and own them and shit. Um, and then, like, I, I I always just kind of assumed that the Bandits of the Acoustic Revolution uh, was just kind of, like, just, just a band. Like, I didn't know that it was, like, a whole-ass thing that it actually is. So that, that was... That was really, really cool to, like, dig into and learn a little bit about. Um, but with that said, uh, like I said, Everything uh, everything Goes Numb uh, is the band's debut album released on August 26, 2003. It garnered, garnered critical acclaim with critics commenting on the quality of the band's lyrics and their power, powerful energy. If you pay attention, you'll notice that the song... If We Rise Again quotes the melody to the Hungarian dance number five by Johannes Brahms. I <clears throat> I learned that on Reddit. I just got on Reddit. I'm bored. I'm figuring shit out. Um, but somebody had brought that to my attention on Reddit. And I <laughs> just like I, I, I've listened to Brahms a little bit just like because I have a piano background. And I really, really like classical music. Uh, so I went and listened to it. And then I listened to If We Rise Again. And it is, <clears throat> it's a dead ringer. And like, it's completely intentional. Like, when you listen to it, it's just like, holy shit. Okay. I I, defi I definitely understand what they're going for, like, with this. And now knowing that, like, it just, it just makes this, it just makes this a smarter album to me personally. Like, <clears throat> the musicianship, like that you go through like to have to have that to be able to like pin that as like a frame of reference for one of your songs i think i think that that's really really awesome uh when this when this album opens uh you need to be prepared for 55 minutes of some of the best musician musicianship you'll ever hear in the punk ska genre opening up with everything went numb you notice immediately that you're in for a very unique listen which uh with each song comes a new story and a new adventure to go on uh, with six very talented musicians 
This is one of those really, really rare albums that rewards you as a listener. I love albums like that. There are not a lot of them, but when they show up, uh, it's just... When you get rewarded as a listener, and like, you, you just, you feel so much better, like, when the album is over, and like, just, just, every single time, every single time I listen to Everything Goes Numb, it just gets better and better and better and better, and I actually have it right here, um, but in the band's own words, on the, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, on the, was it the insert for the album? It's a double LP, and I could not imagine trying to read all of this on a fucking CD case, so thank God I collect records. But in the band's own words, uh, this record is a direct product of three months locked in a dungeon or basement studio, practicing, recording, cursing, laughing, crying, breaking down, not sleeping, oversleeping, staring at walls, quitting, giving up, try one last time, losing voices, losing contact with reality, friends, family, philosophizing when we should be reminded of the concept of normal life, not eating, freaking out, flipping out, condemning others, condemning ourselves, listening, hating, listening again, warming up, listening one last time, loving, and finally submitting the final result. Oh, a good two and a half years after originally intended backslash promised. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, that was... It was a lot to try and read without fucking it up entirely. Um, but yeah, it's, I, <laughs> that's exactly, exactly what, if you've ever, like, been in a recording situation, like, it happens constantly. Like, things go wrong, you overanalyze it, you start hating yourself, you start hating the people around you, you start screaming, and it's just, I have done, like, I have recorded an entire album over the course of a weekend, like, to the extent of, like, being so involved in it, I got woken up at three in the morning just to re-record a drum part, and, like, it took me an hour and a half to do it, and, I mean, it was just, like, 72 hours of just existing in this space, like, recording this record, and, like, it just, it, when it's so very present in front of your face, like, it's, it's, really really difficult to like come out of it and just be like i think we did something good i think i think we did really really well on that and it's it's not not often that i hear people just go it was a completely fun experience and we all worked really really well together and nobody had any problems no it, like that, that 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 might just that might just be on my end personally like talking to people and i mean also not for nothing else playing with my identical twin brother in multiple bands didn't do me really any favors whatsoever. Um, but yeah, so <coughs> sorry, just a little dry mouth today. Um, so that's what the band had to say about the record. Uh, dying scene, uh, no, not dying scene, excuse me. Uh, I actually went back to punk news. I told you, I said, fuck it last week, We're gonna do reviews again. So here we are, let's do it. Punknews.org gave this album five out of five stars, stating, um, Standing at the top, uh, despite all rumors circula circula circulating about how this album was going to be Keysby Nights, the Catch-22 album, uh, Keysby Nights 2, uh, anyone who merely wrote Streetlight Manifesto off to that fact uh, has no idea what they are missing. This album isn't Keysby Nights 2, it blows Keysby Nights out of existence, uh, going on to make mention of the fact that Tokay sings incredibly fast, but is also very articulate, and then the review finishes, um with uh 
There, there isn't a single song on Everything Goes Numb uh, that is worth skipping over. There was a lot more uh, that it said, like, <clears throat> you know what? It, it wasn't like too terribly much, but like it was, it was enough. Like you, you, you get it. You, you definitely get it. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. There's not a single song that you need to skip on this album. And like what I was when I was talking about like this album, like rewarding you for your like paying you for your time. Thank you, you for your time and getting rewarded for listening to it like it goes it starts and like you get these big build-ups and then like you get these great bridges and you get these every everything on this album works and you get a breather like towards the end of the album totally totally makes it worth your while like if if you are into if you are into horns if you are into the way people play like big like big ensemble bands like when you listen to this album, if you listen to this podcast, like you might hear it sound kind of similar, like horn wise to like the Surefire Soul Ensemble, uh, where the the guitar wasn't the hero, like it it absolutely it like and it absolutely isn't with Streetlight Manifesto either, like it just this band like thrives on everything that they have going for them that it does they don't need to have that guitar and some of these bass lines are stupid good and the drums i uh, as as a drummer i love the way that this guy fucking plays like every streetlight manifesto album sounds so fucking good like the drums the drums are so tight and they're really unique and they're really clever and they never fall into like that ska like half beat that is so predictable when you're listening to a ska album and it's one of those things that disassociates and sets streetlight manifesto completely apart from everybody else that like lives in the genre so like definitely definitely like get into it and I don't want you I don't want you thinking that I was I was skipping over it and talking about the record label but if you know anything about Streetlight Manifesto then you you already know what I'm getting ready to talk about if you don't know what I'm getting ready to talk about we are going to talk about the band the band's label that this was released on just like I do with just like I do every single week I usually get really excited um when I talk about labels because, you know, then you get to see, like, other, uh, I get to talk about other bands that I enjoy, uh, and, you know, usually the label isn't horrible, god-awful trash, um, that's not the case this week, um, <laughs> this week we are talking about Victory Records, Everything Goes Numb was released on Victory, and if you are not familiar with Victory, good for you, but... Victory Records is a Chicago-based independent record label founded in 1989 by Tony Brummel. Uh, Victory is also a distribution company for labels such as Sumerian Records, Rise Records, and Red Chord. Uh, Victory is known for releasing albums by bands such as Thursday, Hawthorne Heights, The Tossers, Bayside, Taking Back Sunday, and A Day to Remember. I really only like The Tossers. Uh, I really only like The Tossers on that list. Um... <clears throat> Those other bands, like they they are, quote unquote, <laughs> victory bands. Like, victory had this sound that they just went for, and like they they found it. Like they they did they did a great job 
with defining who they were, but then every blue moon, you would get a band like the Tossers, who were a Celtic punk band from Chicago, which, I mean, that makes a little bit more sense because, you know, Chicago, like, Chicago, the, to the Tossers are from Chicago, Victory's in Chicago. It, it totally just, it, it that, that adds up, but, um, uh, when you get in, uh, yeah, I'm just, sorry, just not really into Thursday or Hawthorne Heights. I like Bayside okay. I like Bayside. Take Back Sundays on an uptick, but I never really liked a day to remember. Sorry. It's just not my gig. I tried. I really, really tried. I promise. Um, so, when I was doing research for this episode, I, um, I knew that, like, the lawsuit, a lawsuit for Streetlight Manifesto would be involved. I did not know that, um, there would be an entire section like it's just it, it when you look up when you look up victory records it doesn't even give you like the bands on the ross uh, like the current bands or previous bands on the label's roster it talks about lawsuits with bands like <laughs> and like the whole thing is prefaced <coughs> excuse me uh the whole thing is prefaced with saying like Victory is a victory is a pretty well known for not having great relationships with artists. Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> this this Streetlight Manifesto is right in the middle of the mix with all of it. Like <laughs> it's it's bad. Um, but yeah, once once you sift through all the lawsuits with like a day to remember and Bayside and shit like that, you get to Streetlight Manifesto, and <laughs> and it was. Uh, yeah, so the band left the label after the release of The Hands That Thieve in February 2012. Streetlight Manifesto went so far as to request that their fans boycott their own music and their items from the Victory Online store. Because of this that I'm getting ready to talk about. Um, it, like they they left. They left in 2012 because they thought that they they thought that they had fulfilled all of their shit and they were done like they were done they were just gonna go and they were going to just be good like the, that's it they they in their heads they completely fulfilled it and honestly if you ask me i think they fucking did too um but in october two, 2015 a one million dollar lawsuit was filed by victory against toke the lead singer uh, the loss, the lawsuit was filed in regard to the band not fulfilling their record deal of four studio albums. The band released five albums with the label. However, Victory claimed that the band agreed not to count their cover album, 99 Little Revolutions, uh, as one of the four albums under its contract to receive a $10,000 emergency advance. In 2017, the band announced that a settlement had been reached and as part of the set settlement victory sold all of uh all streetlight manifesto master tapes back to the band yeah fuck that <clears throat> i just that is it's streetlight manifesto is one of those bands that uh holds a very very real place in my heart just because uh i remember reading back in 2012 and I wasn't, I, I don't even know how, like, I really don't even know how, like, I haven't been listening to the band as long as I really, really should have been. I think it was just one of those, like, they've always kind of been on my radar and like, it just started circulating like through social media and shit like that. So I was just kind of like, <coughs> fuck, okay, well, fuck them. But then like doing this research and learning, like it, it, it's, it's, it just... 
it blows my mind that like when you think like they did five albums with this record label and they still had the audacity to yeah it's just there was also a whole big thing about like damages and copyright infringement because Toke uh, released a an acoustic version of the hands that thieve and called it uh, the hand that thieves um, and like didn't didn't release it under the streetlight manifesto name and like chalk that up to a million dollars in damages and shit like that and it's just it's ridiculous like fuck that i don't like it but streetlight manifesto is so good they are so fun they are not only a fun band to listen to they are even more fun to fucking see live the first time i saw them like i don't even think that i had listened to them like it just it, i don't know why like i think it was because for a really really long time i was like on anti-ska kick and now a lot of people that know me kind of associate me with listening to ska um but the first time i saw them um i was peaking on acid at riot fest and it was a beautiful fucking day oh man and they came out and they started playing uh point counterpoint and i i had never like i'd seen like less than jake and shit like that before but like i i just i wasn't super familiar with like how ska pits and shit like that worked especially being on drugs i just didn't know how it would go um i had such a good fucking time like i i was peaking on acid i ended up getting very drunk that day um off box wine and i don't remember too terribly much of that day but i do remember peaking and just having the best time seeing Streetlight Manifesto and like the sun was beating down and everybody was in a good mood and that was the thing that was one thing that really really stuck out to me was like these like I I have been I have been going into like circle pits and shit like that and walls I've been part of sick of it all wall of death and everything in between like one of the things that I noticed immediately with Streetlight Manifesto was like those the people that like this band are so fucking nice like and i can't like i i was just like oh my god everybody is just so kind to each other and i mean like not only that but like people were just pass around joints like total fucking strangers i had never been in a situation like that like i don't go i don't go to like bonnaroo or electric forest or anything like that i i go to things like riot fest like you know with just like a dr with drunk punks like and then like this ska band starts playing and people are passing around joints and it's like we all fucking know each other and it was awesome and i really really caught that feeling and i really oh man and I, that was that was really really what i knew like and it just kind of it just fucking clicked with me i was like i want to involve myself with this scene because this band is really fucking good then i went home i got everything everything goes numb and i listened to it for months i didn't even start digging into the rest of their catalog because i was listening to everything goes numb and i was just i was in cover to fucking cover it's really 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 well done and then they announced that they were playing in chicago again at the riviera theater and i i bought that shit so quick oh my god uh so i went up to chicago and saw them and got my glasses punched off my face three times and three times in a row somebody picked them up for me and it was really really nice like i have never been like in a skanking pit necessarily you can't see but i'm doing air quotes i've never ne i've never like been in, like a skanking pit right or 
anything like that. But I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I had a really good time at Riot Fest seeing this band, and now I'm much more familiar with them. I'm gonna dance my ass off, and I'm gonna sing. That was the night that I got drunk, and my fucking ex-girlfriend fucking just... just left. Left and started walking around Chicago, and, uh, here's something fun. She didn't have a cell phone, so I didn't know where she was, and she didn't know where we were staying like I did, so trying to round her up um, in the middle of a city that she didn't know as well as I did uh, was a new horrible experience um, but the show was awesome I loved it it, it was it was like everything that I got out of Riot Fest and a little bit more like it's just seeing seeing this band headline and seeing them do what they do like and not have like the time restraints of like the festivals and shit like that like it was just really really good the stage show was dope the band just brought it and I mean I feel like Streetlight Manifesto is one of those bands that don't tour a whole lot like they they, they don't uh it's not it's not a full it's not necessarily a full-time thing for them but when they do play like they 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 pick really really meticulously like where they play like they don't just play everywhere like but when they do play they'll they'll do one or two night stays and it is completely worth the opportunity to go see them if you get the chance they were supposed to do a few shows this year i know that 2020 was going to be like kind of hit or miss for the band just because they said that they were going to be working on a new album uh but they were going to pick up like some spots on festivals and like you know show up here show up there kind of thing um but it, it doesn't it doesn't look like that's going to be much of a thing just because um with everything that's going on uh they've had to you know just call back and you know just deal with ev everything else i'm really sorry i lost my fucking train of thought finn is barking uh so hopefully you can't hear it as well as i can um bottom line bottom line i'm sorry i know that this band has such a bigger background and i probably should have waited but holy shit i wanted to talk about a ska album and i fucking did it i don't know why ska is so divisive it shouldn't be it's a really fun album it's a really fun genre everything goes numb is a really really fun album and even if you're not a ska fan give give this album a fucking chance like it is not going to be like the real big fish style ska that everybody talks shit on which is sometimes sometimes understandable but it's good it's real the lyrics the lyrics are very very real written by a very very real person and the music that goes along with it just complement it so fucking well every fucking song is it just like i said earlier every single song is just a new adventure to go on with this band you can totally sit down with it and you can totally enjoy it you can enjoy it by yourself you it is so fucking good for a party holy shit it's 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 good background music too because it's not like anybody's fucking like paying attention to the lyrics all they're paying attention to is the music and the music is fucking dope like get in on it if you have any questions if if hell if you need a download i have a download i will send you the code because i don't download i don't download the albums that i buy but it seems like every fucking album nowadays comes with a fucking download card so if you need a download of this album if you listen to the two songs that i play if you like this episode and you want this album let me know one lucky person gets it i guess if nobody wants it it's fine i still i still got it so, unless unless stated otherwise if you reach out to me like you know a year from now just be like hey i uh heard do you do you still have that bitch i might like i actually might nobody seems to fucking hit me up as much but 
you guys hit me up perfectly fine. It's it's awesome. I, re I really, really like hearing from you guys. Uh, with that said, I'm closing it out today. I <laughs> I really, really like this episode. I really like this band. I It was such a pleasure to be able to do this album. I love this fucking album. Uh, this band's discography is perfect. If you, wa if you want to get into it, let me know. If you have any questions, let me know. Uh, if you want to get a hold of me, uh, you can find me on Facebook under the same name that I record this under, Davy Casket, or you can always find me on Instagram at Bastards Bay if you feel so inclined. Thank you so much for listening today. I'm really excited about next week. Next week, we're not going to veer as far off the path with Ska or an obscure, obscure album. We're going to stay very, very middle, very mainline. Like, what, the episodes that I release that get the most listens are the the very like the punk bands that people tend to lose like in the back of their minds and then when it pops up my listens go my listens go over really really well so that said thank you so much i'm really excited to talk to you next week as always i'm here i'm available i would love to hear your voices give them hell
me so I might as well be proud of it And I know I've done something wrong All I know now is I gotta do something